Hi guys, welcome to the podcast, The Trailblazer's Journey, the place to be if you are curious about life and the world in which we live today and are passionate about personal growth and self-development. I'm your host, Saima Majid, well-being and transformational life coach, speaker and mental health advocate. After episode 26 with Lebo, I felt this urge to get him back and take our conversation on sensuality further and how we bring this into a romantic relationship. The episode was intended to be about meeting and loving a romantic partner, but we ended up going much deeper and essentially covering how to set yourself up emotionally, mentally and spiritually so that you can get to a deep place of love within yourself and with another. One of the topics we talk about in depth is that of masculine and feminine energy. And although I've covered this in previous episodes, if this concept is new to you, then I want to give you a brief explanation of what it is. Within each of us resides masculine and feminine energy, regardless of gender. It's the life force energy underneath your skin, bones, muscles and organs, which cannot be seen by the naked eye. Masculine energy is made up of straight lines and angles. Masculine energy is slow and dull, and it's really about getting from one point to another along a straight line. Some of the qualities of masculine energy are leadership, action, reason, logic, adventure, strength, loyalty, survival, confidence, focus, power, and a caretaker. Feminine energy is made up of curves and swirls. Think of nature, the curved branches of a tree, or the waves of the ocean. Feminine energy is fast and energetic, creative, expansive, and fluid. Some of the qualities of feminine energy would be empathy, nurture, softness, openness, devotion, and intuition. To feel whole and well in oneself, there needs to be a balance of the two. This also applies to a relationship with another. Labour refers to it as a dance that needs to take place between the two. And this dance is not always easy to achieve. So how do we get closer to achieving that balance? Well, this is what we're about to find out. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated, which you can leave in the comment section on our page, The Trailblazer's Journey, on Instagram. I'm a women's sensuality coach, although I prefer the term catalyst, but I noticed that a lot of people don't don't get it when I say I'm I'm a women's sensuality catalyst. It's like, what's a catalyst? And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a I'm a coach. So I've been a co- I've been coaching women on professionally um, uh, when it comes to discovering and embracing their sensuality for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a writer. I love to write. Um, I love to teach. Um, and um, I love music as well. Yeah, I think most people won't actually don't know this but I'm, I'm actually a musician and uh, before I got into this whole central lifestyle thing and coaching and all of that I've, I've always been a musician and I've, I've 
I've played piano since I was like eight. And I've worked in recording studios around South wow. Africa and I'm heavily into music production and that kind of thing. So Amazing. <laughs> that's a side that most people don't. And the funny thing about that is that the people most like the people who've known me until up until like around maybe seven years ago, they've known as they've known me mostly as a musician and a producer. And they get shocked when they see what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the people who see what I'm doing now, they actually get shocked when when I show yeah. them my actual life, all of my life, I've been into the whole music engineering, you know, production and uh, recording and stuff like that. So in a nutshell, you know, there's more to me, but then I think when, in a nutshell, that's, 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 that's who I am. Yeah, it's interesting isn't it because I feel like with a lot of coaches there was a life before coaching <laughs> you know what I mean which was an absolute contrast yeah. well it's not actually because it's all tied in it's true actually I, I usually tell people that I am a, I actually am a coach because I was a musician and it's my yeah. musical journey that actually led me into this whole sort of sensual lifestyle thing because music is a very sensual thing and yeah. everything that I've learned sensually, I have learned through music. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's, there's certain things that I understand because I come from a musical background. I have, I can't explain it, but, but, but there's a certain mindset that you develop as a musician. I don't know, maybe as an artist, if I can put it that way, that when you bring it into different fields or other fields, it, it's so mind-blowing because people don't think that way. Like now you can put me in any field. Uh, you can put me in an engineering field. I'll, I'll excel. It doesn't matter what kind mm -hmm. of field. Like, but from a central perspective, if you need the creative mind, if you need someone who sees things from a different perspective and can bring some, some interesting dynamic, then I, I think, you know, uh, people like me can actually really bring value in that sort of thing. That's why in every yeah, well, industry, they need to be an, an artist or someone with a creative Absolutely. Brain. Well, the thing is, music is an expression of your soul. And I think uh, it, there's so much truth that comes with music or anything like dance, music, art. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's about going right deep into yes. the soul and like, expressing that showing that to the world and showing what you're feeling and what you're thinking so it's like sharing your truth and I think and I think that that's transparency and that authenticity is what we need in the world you know so I I totally I totally understand but today we're going to talk yeah. about something a little bit different so we're going to, we're talking more about um, relationships and relating today and kind of in the romantic kind of love sense and you know, I, I follow Lebo on uh, Instagram. I follow, read a lot of his posts and they uh, blow my mind on a daily basis. And that's why I've, I've gotten back on because last time we talked about sensuality, but I don't even think we scratched the surface um, with that topic and how it impacts, you know, how, again, it's that sensual living and how going deep within yourself, how that manifests in your life and how that can empower you in your life and in your relationships. And so um, 
I want to start with something that you wrote recently, and I'm going to quote your words. So you put, truth is, I'm in a daily process of healing my life from things I don't even know I'm hurting from. And and then you went on to speak about, um, I think, or maybe in this post or another one, you spoke about your relationship with your mom. And so I wanted to ask about that because so many men and women are carrying the mother or the father wound, yet they have no idea that this or how this is impacting their, their lives and their relationships. So can you just share a little bit about your journey and your healing? Um, yeah. I think there, there, there is no way that I can know According to that post, there's no way that I can know how I'm hurting, you know, like cognitively, yeah. there's no way that I can know I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. Um, and, but intuitively, I know I'm hurting. No, cognitively, I can't tell you that I'm hurting because I'll have to point at things and people and blame parents and blame my mom and I'm not about that, you know. You know, you know those mm. people who 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 blame their, you know, other people for what they're going through in life. It's because yeah. of my mom that I'm this mess. And yes, so yes. I didn't want to go from that person. That, that you know, I didn't want to look at it from that angle. And um, you know, there's a saying that you know parents do like parents traumas do sort of. Um, actually, I think it's a it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an article I read lately uh, recently about. Uh, uh, parents' traumas just being transferred to their children. Um, but um, for me, I, I, I have a different way of looking at it. And uh, there are certain wounds that we cannot recognize. Like mm -hmm. you can't put, you can't point at and say, you know what, I'm hurting from this. I'm hurting yes. from that. How? Uh, because... I know that I'm not living my life at its full capacity yet. Mm. That's a hurt, you know? Yeah. And I know that I have, I had with my mom, when I was growing up, it was quite interesting because my mother, you know, was one of those strong, fierce and independent women, you know, yes. that you could ever come across. My mom was was very strong, like yeah. emotionally, like she was a war man. Like I said in that post, yeah. she was a war man, and yeah. <laughs> she was tough. I, the, I I have childhood childhood memories of her throwing men out, and she was strong, kind of like physically as well. Small, tiny, but she could throw a, like a a, a grown ass man out out of the <laughs> house. So she was not just emotionally tough she was even physically I yeah. think tough uh, and so um but but it was also quite interesting because she was I'll use the word sensual in her own way because when I was growing up you know my mom was one of the most like like I don't know if I can use the word sexiest woman I I could like I knew like she was a teacher but you know, every time, every morning before she went to school, I mean, she would put on a red lipstick, and she's black, by the way, and yeah. uh, she would put on a red lipstick in during a time where 
black women thought that it was quite extreme for a black woman to put on a pink or red lipstick but my mom put that thing on and she yes. was hot and sexy and yeah. she was amazing i love you know? that, that, that <laughs> yeah. was, you know she was amazing she was fierce now like like as I grew older, I came across like icons like Marilyn Monroe. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, that's another version of my mom. That's what I actually thought. Because my mom was always, she was that kind of a woman who was like very, very sexy and in touch with her sensuality, but tough at the same time, very fierce and very independent. And so mm. men intimidated by her. I was intimidated. I was one of those men intimidated by mm -hmm. her. Because because from, from the feminine perspective, you never really knew, I never really felt her nurturing side. It was very yeah. rare for my, my mom to be nurturing. Um, and uh, so our relationship wasn't, wasn't very, like it wasn't one of the best relationships of, you know, between a mom and, a, and, his, and yeah. his son. Uh, uh, but by the way, now my mom is amazing. You know, I think over yeah. time she, she, I think she got to learn some of her, you know, mistakes and, and, and started to, to heal. Uh, yeah. right now we have an amazing relationship because her nurturing side was not so active. Yeah. That meant that, you know, her femininity or her feminine was hurting. Yes. And and she needed to heal that. And, and, and when I started to sort of research about some of her experiences, my dad died when I was two. And I think there's been a lot of things that have been happening in the family. And though, you know, African families, they never really open up about the mm. dramas of what, what, what had happened. Yeah. But I think there's been some really traumatic things that really affected her. Um, the one thing that I can remember her telling her telling me is how she was uh, she was uh, uh, you know coming from a Christian background they they selected a husband for you and right. I think probably that's the thing that happened to her and she was stressed because my mom has always been an independent per person and yeah. been told that you know you got to marry this man I think that maybe was the the beginning of her stresses and traumas and then yeah. she got into that marriage or and she was not happy and there's a lot of things that happened in, in 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 that marriage that i that i sense happened and and although you know elders they really don't they don't talk about stuff like that no. in africa so um but every now and then i could when i was growing up i could hear i can overhear i could you know uh, overhear some of the stuff being talked, you know, talked about regarding some of the experiences. So that's why I could deduce that, you know, she didn't really have the best kind of marriage. So when she got out of the marriage, um, she didn't get out. She, she was, she was, she, I think my family went like her, her, like my granddad and my uncles, they went to go and fetch her from wherever she was, wherever she was living. Because remember in the African culture, when you get married, the first thing that you do, you go and stay with your, with yeah. your in-laws. Like uh, yeah. Yes, yes. And, and yeah. the in-laws were not really treating her well. And mm -hmm. um, I think she was, she was, she was really having a, a tough time to a point where uh, my granddad uh, uh, from like her, like her, her dad, and my 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 uncles they went there to just go and just 
grab her, you know, snatch her mm-hmm. and say, we're taking you back home because she, this is not healthy yeah. for you. And I think from that point on, what, you know, my mom was just kind of very, uh, I don't know what word to use, you know, she just started living her life, you know, like, you know, I don't care, you know, and I'm just going to be yeah. me. And that's the kind of life that she started sort of living. And she was not very nurturing and, and you know, she could just leave and just come back whenever. And she could just, my mom could just do anything, you know, it didn't even yeah. bother her. And yeah. she, I, I think when I look at a lot of women and in these days, and I can see that most of them, they're kind of like sort of trying to get into that space, that kind of freedom space. And, yeah. you know, they remind me of my mom. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and so... I guess somehow that inf- uh, that affected me and how, you know, as I grew up in terms of relationships and I guess I've, there's a part of me that has always looked for a nurturing woman in, in, right. in, in a relationship. And, and, and interesting thing is most of the women that I came across were not nurturing at all. They're more, they were more like a reflection. <laughs> they were more like the reflection of my mom, you know, yeah. like they were, they were fierce and the like, you know, like strong in their own way and I'm like gosh what's really going on why am I attracting the kind yeah. of women <laughs> that's interesting and 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 I'm I'm like perhaps this this I need to heal maybe that that will take us back to to to, to that statement of maybe that's something that I also need to heal from not just yeah. my mom my mom needed to heal from that but I also needed to heal my feminine yes uh, you, you get what I'm saying yeah absolutely yeah, because as much yeah. as her feminine was hurting, um, because I was absorbing everything from her, like her DNA, I mean, like really, um, I was literally, you know, I mean, before I was born, I believe that, you know, I believe I have her DNA and some yeah. of this trauma, I have it, mm. you know. Uh, and so as much as she needed to heal her feminine, I probably also needed to heal my feminine and, you know, I can only talk from my own experience and yeah. I think it is possible for both men and women to heal the feminine and how I sort of healed my own and continue to, because remember there are things that we are healing that we're not, we don't, we're not aware we're hurting from that we yeah. need healing from. So healing is a continuous thing. I, I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'm saying, where I say I'm hundred percent healed. Yeah, you know, uh, because once you think you have it all together, you know something pops up. Yeah, and you know an insecurity you never you had. Like, wow, really? Did I did I just react that way? What's really going on here? So, um, so I think there is a sort of probably a psychological approach to it. Maybe having a session with the with the with the with the psychologist to or psychiatrist to deal with your traumas or childhood, whatever the issue might be. But uh, <clears throat> with, with, with in my field, how I work with women, so I, I try and help them to give them the courage to, to look for the solution within themselves. And, um, and so coming back to, 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 to your question about men, can men uh, also heal, you know, their feminine, I think they can if they're willing to go inside because you can't yeah. heal the feminine on the outside. No. Um, even when you go to see a professional, I don't know, psychiatrist, psychologist, 
they'll they'll take you inside. So there's no yes. other way but to go inside. That's how you heal. I love that. Okay. The question okay. is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on. I think the other question healing uh, the other question is when you go inside where do you go like because because inside <laughs> it's just um, like maybe i can use the word vacuum you know yeah. um that's why you can, there are some people who've been seeing psychiatrists and psychologists for years and they're not getting the solutions that they need uh not that mm. you know i'm discrediting them but uh, my point is you know going inside it's just where do you go you know it depends who your coach is who your therapist is yeah and 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 there's a there's a saying by Matt Can. Uh, he says that uh, people can only go as deeply as they've met themselves. Yes. So it, your coach can only go as deeply, like your coach can only go in Take terms you. of helping you as deeply as they've gone themselves. I love that, and I've got that coming up in a in a in a question later on. So I wanna I wanna save that because. It's a really juicy. I love that. I love okay, that Matt Khan quote. <laughs> I, I literally was like dancing inside mm -hmm. when I read that quote on your profile. So I love that. So um, this is so. So the next bit, and again, uh, you say your sensuality. Uh, I'm going to throw in spirituality as well in there. Is in direct proportion to the hardships that you face in life. So this is something you wrote as well. It is those hardships that awaken your soul, produce sensual depth, ignite your passion and creative genius. So can you just talk a little bit more about, about that? And maybe like, like maybe your own experiences around that. So the direct proportion to the hardships you face, how does that work? I'll tell you the biggest form of hardship for me is being haunted by my own sensual potential. And that's right. the angle from which I wrote that that post. <laughs> you I know? get uh, that. Yes, uh, for me, if you say, "Look, I, I, of course, like you know, we all want money. We all want to be able to pay the bills. So the hardships of life, I, I'm aware of, of of those things that we can that are hardships. Not even we can regard as hardships. They are hardships in 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 their own way." Uh, but then, you know, we all have different definitions of what a hardship is, depending on the things that we desire, just as much as we have, we all have different definitions of what happiness is, you know. Um, so, so for me, like I said, you know, the hardship, the biggest hardship for me is knowing that I have this enormous sensual potential and that that can enable me to be the best version, the best version of myself, uh, but I'm only using 5% or 10% of it. And for me, that, to be honest with you, has been the biggest hardship of my life. Um, and I, there, there's been times where I've been broke. There's, there's been times where I've gone through external hardships, which meant nothing. I think I was reading a book recently and it was talking about men and women. And it was saying that for a man, it's really, really important um, to fulfill his potential. So in a relationship, a, a man, um, his goal in life is to fulfill his potential. And for a woman, it's, it's more to do with love and uh, kind of getting her needs met in a kind of love capacity. Yeah. Whereas for a man, he, it's really important for him to, you know, 
that's what makes him feel worthy as a man. And yeah. so I think, you know, what, what, so I guess what you're saying there is the fact that if you kind of go deeper within, the more potential you're going to be able to fulfill. So if you heal more of those hard, so the hardships come from, you know, maybe tr traumas and things. And the more you heal, the more you're going to be able to realize that potential. Cause it is, cause inside yes. it is like a vac vacuum, yeah. like you say. Yes, because here's the thing. And I like, I like the fact that you brought that um, example of, of a woman who like, like women just like desiring, you know, their desires are more sort of love centric or, or, or something to that effect. And here's the thing, as we talk about the potential that men are trying to sort of tap into, ultimately it's about the woman. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the interesting part about it because I mean, in, in, in the context of what I'm talking about, my own personal experience, I'm pretty sure that it had everything to do with with the with loving a woman, uh, right. because that's the ultimate of every man. I mean, even like we are all here to serve the feminine energy, and whatever potential we're trying to maximize is all for the benefit of ner. What's the word? Um, serving, adoring the feminine yeah. energy. So, so whatever potential that I'm talking about in terms of sensuality and trying to maximize my sensual or, 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 or to go deep and maximize my sensual potential, at the end of the day, it has, it has to do, or it had to, and it still has to do with, with, with a woman um, uh, uh, or the feminine energy rather, because um, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm thinking of uh, gay relationships that where, you know, there's a, that's a feminine, someone was saying that, I don't know if I was reading it on, in an article and um, it said that, you know, even in a gay relationship, there's a, there's a, the man and a woman, like in terms of like, there's a feminine and the, a masculine energy. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, so it's not a gender thing. It's, it's just about, you want to serve the feminine, the masculine, yeah. the ultimate purpose of the masculine is to serve the feminine, but the best way to serve the feminine is when the masculine discovers and maximize you know, discovers his own his own sensuality and yes. sensuality is, is what gives us that edge and that creativity and that passion and that drive. Without sensuality, uh, 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 um, I think it was uh, uh, Ali, the, the boxer, uh, Muhammad Ali. He said, you know, with, uh, without without uh, 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 he said without is uh, a desire. You, you have no wings. You have no wings. Yeah. And so for us, sensuality is really about having the, the ability, like we can't be able to, to feel like we are men enough if we don't, if we are not able to meet the needs of the feminine or, or serve the feminine. And because uh, that's, that's, that's what we are all about. That's what life is about at the end of the day. We are here to serve the feminine. I think whatever journey you're on, eventually you're going to discover that it's really about just serving the feminine in one way or another, you know, and when we are hurting, we are hurting because we are not able to fulfill that. And Ooh. I think for me, that's, that's the sense of knowing that I have, you know, uh, there's no practical way that I can say it, but I just know it. 
It's just something that I, you just know. Every man knows it. You don't even have to educate no, men about this. No, you need to. We need to no. tap into that. We need to tap into that. So we need to find out. <laughs> yeah. What you just said was so profound. What you said was so profound about hurting and you know that your feminine is hurting because I think so many men, I think this is the problem in today's world is that so many men are hurting inside and their inner feminine is hurting. And this is why yeah. there's so much um, control and this, this need to um, control things and not show vulnerability and protect and God. And this, this is now it's manifesting in relationships with men and women as well, because women are becoming more impact them coming more in their masculine. So they're more empowered yeah. and they're achieving goals. Yeah. And I think for women, it's a defense mechanism as well. Yes. Um, I think the, the yes. Thing, like being empowered as a woman is not just about women just, you know, making things happen for themselves. It's also a defense mechanism from yes. these men. Absolutely. So if you're a man and you are hurting and your feminine is hurting and you, you, you know, you really do want to like show love and you've got all that love inside of you to show, but you're so scared, uh, you know, to let that go. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I do believe that uh, the solution has a lot to do with, with, with us really getting more within, in, more into ourselves because sometimes we can't go back and confront our parents, you know, because maybe our parents are dead, you know, if they, they if they're the cause or the source of our, you know, our pain and our trauma, confront them, even if they are alive, you know, probably they don't even know why they did the things that they did and how, you know, the effect that they had on us. So, I mean, what's the solution when you can't confront the perpetrator of whatever you, you trauma you, you've been experiencing? For me, I think the best solution is just to, to go spiritual. And I know it sounds like woo-woo and, and all that, but that's why, you know, yogas are important. That's why whatever form of spirituality works for you, go there, do that, heal. Yeah. I love that. I love that label. Okay. That that's yeah. Um, so I think we've talked about this a little bit. Um, so um, about women suppressing their feminine and mainly in their masculine energy. So I think what you've touched on there again is about, it can become a defense mechanism as well for a woman um, by being too much in her. Yeah. I think it's a few things. I think it's about survival. I think women have become more independent and therefore the responsibility that comes when you become more independent there's responsibility that comes with that so if you yeah. Yeah. you know if you've got higher goals then there's a there's a responsibility so i think uh, that's why women are in that masculine energy a lot a lot more and um so what would a, what does a woman so as a sensuality coach what would a woman um look like who's actually balanced in her masculine and feminine so what does she look like can you describe her well, obviously not, not like physically i mean like <laughs> yeah like, like it's hard to describe them She's like i wish seven. i could find her <laughs> but but i do get the question um I, 
I, I, it's interesting because yesterday I was coaching a woman who is an entrepreneur and um, she said to me, Lebo, I am turning 50 years next year. Mm-hmm. And basically what she was trying to tell me was that um, because we, we were talking about the masculine and the feminine energy and she was more in more in the masculine sort of energy and so she she was basically just trying to tell me why she was in she had dialed up her masculine energy and uh the first reason is what you just mentioned like the responsibility that's one and then two she's turning 50 next year and she feels like you know, the things, the goals, financial goals that she's not yet met. And, and she just feels she's put herself under so much pressure. And that pressure is making her dial up her masculinity because she wants to see the results and she wants to achieve and she wants to yeah. do this and that. And so um, her, she's very goal oriented and um, she wants to make money. Uh, and she also told me, uh, because we talked about relationship, uh, are you in a relationship? And she says, yes, uh, but she doesn't feel like she's in a relationship because it, it's the least of her priorities. So right now, basically anything that has to do with the feminine side has to take a back seat until she makes X amount of money. Yeah. And I'm saying, I said to her, I said to her, you are hurting your feminine. You are hurting your feminine. That's how you've hurt your feminine. Being so goal-oriented, there's nothing wrong with being goal-oriented as a woman and then being a super achiever and all of that. She, the desires or the the desires that she had made her to dial up more of a masculine energy, which she felt she was exhausted, like emotionally and physically. Yeah. I think that was the reason why she reached out to me uh, because you know she felt like you know what I'm physically and emotionally exhausted um, and I think that's the kind of like issue that most women are facing today is uh, is the exhaustion it's, the, it's just the exhaustion I mean yeah um, and the second thing is the relationships uh, that you know the relationships are suffering I'm talking about the romantic relationships they're suffering because you don't have time for 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 your partner because you you're, you're busy out there trying to to make uh, to to reach your dreams and make money or whatever your goals are. So that is the challenge that I I see a lot of women facing, uh, and it's the it's the it's the pain. It's 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 really it's really the pain. I think it's the pain. As much as the drive, it's the pain at the same time. It's where we yeah. say the, the drive yeah. and the pain, the drive and the pain are the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think often what women, um, the reason why a woman is um, in her masculine um, energy is also because it's safer. It's safer to be in your masculine energy because, um, well, there's a few things. I think what happens is when you push down through stress and anxiety, when your basically um, body is filled with stress and anxiety, you're pushing down your feminine energy in your womb. So you're pushing it down. And it's actually when you start to unravel that, your feminine energy is your creativity. 
it's passion, it's all of those things. And I think when you're in your masculine, you're you're living half your life. You're not living the fullness yeah. Yeah. of your yeah. juiciness and yeah. your yeah. your sexuality. Your sexual energy is in your womb. And so if you're suppressing that uh, by just being in your masculine survival, 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 decision, strategy, da-da-da-da-da, then there's a juiciness in you that you're kind yeah. of completely suppressing and i think yeah. that's where the unhealthiness um from my opinion like view or my knowledge comes from the unhealthiness but also i think a lot of women are in their masculine because they're afraid of going there they're afraid of going into their feminine because they might say to themselves i don't want to be in a relationship because i don't want to be in a relationship but sometimes when you delve in deeper it's like, yeah. why don't you want to be in a relationship? Are yeah. you scared of vulnerability? What's yeah. gone on? Yeah. What's happened for you to get here? Have you been hurt? Do you need to heal old wounds? Do you need to um, shed some conditioning about what you've been told you need to be by society? So you need to be goal-orientated. You need to achieve. And so you're not living your own life. You're living the life yeah. that has been expected. And so you're suppressing your feminine energy just yeah. for survival. And I think, um, yeah, it, so I think... It's very, it's very true what you're saying. And yeah. I, I tend to give an example, usually when I'm coaching women, and I'm like, um, uh, the masculine and the feminine, there should be a dance between the two. There's a dance. It's like you rumba or cha-cha. There's a dance. You can't say the feminine is more important than the masculine and the masculine is more important than the feminine because there has to be this... Uh, this dance that is going on and that dance is determined by a lot of different things like I said your your desires determine your dance yeah your desires and that women's desires these days they, they they're more masculine and then that's why the dance is kind of like a bit you know <laughs> it's a bit heavy-footed isn't it it's a bit it's, kind it of like, <laughs> it's a bit too left left me it's but more left <laughs> but I think that's I like thing. That. because the thing is I think you know um you can you can you can be in both and you can still be powerful and a and a, and a woman that you know is to be reckoned with I think you know I think women are either one or the other often it's like there's yeah there's too much yeah. in their feminine and that there's 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 issues with boundaries there's issues with not defending themselves not using their voices yeah. or they're too in their masculine where they're so protected and it's like you can be that juicy beautiful creative sexy woman still achieving your goals still making mega books but you can use your voice it's, you can be powerful exactly, you know what I mean? exactly. and i think yeah and, 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 you know, I think the key thing is intuition at the end of the day, because mm. you have to know, you have to know when to switch to your masculine and when to switch to your, to, to your feminine. And like I yes. said, it's a dance, but this dance, you have to, you have to be intuitive in when you, you know, I think intuition, somebody said something about dance uh, some time ago. I think it's, it's a lady on YouTube. Um, she's a salsa, samba, you know, dancer and she said once you start dancing you need to get out of your head and get into your body 100%. and i thought that was 
interesting that uh, uh, because it, it spoke of intuition that uh, yeah. for you to be able to flow with them with the masculine energy you need to get out of your head and I think most women are mostly in their heads when they're supposed yes. to be in their intuition because intuition teaches you how to be able to know which step to take when you know like the intensity and all of that 100 percent hundred percent agree agree absolutely but the thing is to tap into that intuition you have to then clear what's going on in there so any kind of like again wounding traumas you need to clear that so you can get yeah, into yeah, yeah, you can clear it so you can tap definitely, into that intuition definitely uh and i think we we normally see that with uh uh another movie that i can't remember what the name of the movie was but it, it was basically about a lady who was an artist and she was singing. She got into the studio and uh, her producer, you know, they started recording and she was just singing and singing and singing. And the, the producer is like, no, you're not bringing it, lady. Uh, let's tr let's take let's do one more. She sang one more time and then still, you know, she was not hitting the thing that the producer was kind of like expecting. And I think they did this like a couple of times until the producer was like, look, you need to deal with your issues and the things that you really you get what i'm saying it's, it's what exactly what we're talking about here that yeah. you know he, like you know what there are issues this song you're supposed to sing it with emotion but there's something that's blocking you and you need to we need to get that thing out of the way yeah. that's why some artists they, they take them out of the studio they take them to a psychologist or therapist <laughs> to deal with that thing so that they can come and deliver in the studio I love that. Do you know? I'm I think that's with, a perfect example. I'm working with a dancer at yeah. the moment. I'm coaching a, da a female dancer at the moment, and yeah. um, and 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 then the first thing I've said to her: you need to get out of your head and back into your body, out of the head, because you know, and um, and that's it. It's like you need to get back in touch with your soul on a soul level. You need to dance. In fact, I said, dance like your life depends on it. Dance yes. like dance yes. like you've never danced before. Like throw everything, every little part of you into the dance, and uh, yeah, and that's and that's what it is. That's and, 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 and that is what sensuality is about. At the yes. end of the day, that's what sensuality is about. It's it's being able to overcome all those things that are blocking you those things that are hurting you that you don't even know are hurting you yeah. because i'm sure those artists wouldn't tell you if you ask them what's really going on they wouldn't be able to articulate it but there's something that's hurting them 100 100 so um so you said about a woman that you met recently um you said that you you met this woman and you knew instantly that there was a price that should pay to become like this you said there's a price you pay when you can't settle for average when you don't desire anything but intimacy when you can't casually date anyone or share a life with someone who has not met themselves as a deep at a deep soul level so my question as a woman how would you recognize this person or as a man how would you recognize this woman um how do you recognize a man or woman who has met themselves at yes. a deep soul level, well, they are like a Ferrari. How many Ferraris have you seen this year? Probably very few or none. To like to recognize like a Ferrari, you have to be Ferrari conscious. 
Okay, but the thing and is, well, that's still it's still kind of hypothetical. Okay, like I'm 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 coming, I'm coming. Okay. You have to be conscious. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Yes, uh, because I really want to lay foundation with this because, you know, yeah. uh, things are not as practical as they seem. I wish I could just say, you know, um, I've heard a lady saying, you know what, you know, if you want men of this caliber, go to this neighborhood and go and sit in a coffee shop. And those kind of men, they knock off at five and then they're going to come there, they're going to have some drink or go to a certain bar. That's kind of like, if I wanted to be practical, I'd probably give that kind of an example, but still... <laughs> It's not a solution, <laughs> you know, at the end of okay. the day. Okay, no, carry on. Uh, Patience is not my strong point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I think, I think as I'm saying, as I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm trying to bring it to a level of consciousness. It all comes down to consciousness. For you to be able, for you to, be able to recognize something, you have to be in the same frequency with that thing, you know? Yes. Um, uh, like right now, if, if your favorite color, or for instance, you say, I love a, a red, or like a a red uh, Mercedes-Benz, like if you keep telling yourself that you love a red Mercedes-Benz, what's going to happen? When you go out there in the streets, you're going to recognize every red Mercedes-Benz that pass by. So the thing is the consciousness. This When you say you want something, most people say they want something, but they're just saying it like just because, like you said, you know, uh, you know, the society would say that, you know, a, a great guy is a guy who's a lawyer or a doctor and all of that. And you say, you know what, I want to, I want to, I want a doctor, or I want a lawyer, or you know, but then that's not something that you say at a very conscious, deep level. No. And so probably, you know, I mean, when it comes to attraction, you, you may not attract like you may attract a, a doctor and a lawyer, but then you realize that, you know, it's not really what you really want in a man. You know, there are other qualities that are very important. So, um, so like, like, uh, so I believe that to answer your question, you have to meet yourself at a deep soul level first. So before you can start meeting, I think that in itself will position you to meet people who are in that same frequency because relationships at the end of the day, it is my belief that they are about frequency. I mean, then I, I know for some women, it's about how much money a guy is making or what he's driving or, you know, where he lives or his profession. But I think at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is the relationship is a frequency thing that uh, if, 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 if I, my frequency is not at the same level as your frequency, then we, 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 even if everything else is in place, then it's going to be difficult for us to be happy staying together. Mm. So, yes. So the solution is just, you have to meet yourself at a, at a deep soul level, and then you'll attract someone at that soul level. Going back to, to what we said about McCann, who said that, um, you know, people only can only meet you at, 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 as deeply as they've met themselves. So, I mean, if you're going to meet a doctor, or if you want to get married to a doctor, he should also be at, you know, he have met himself as deeply as you've met you, you know? Mm -hmm. So there has to be compatibility in terms of how, 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 how deep we are. I know it's, it's not a, I'm not a practical person. I know that, but this is as practical as it gets. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think that's a really, really good explanation. And I think, 
you know, something that I want to finish with is if you're already in a relationship and you are doing work, the inner work, you are kind of self-inquiring and you're trying to be the best version of yourself, but you're in a relationship. So you you are becoming more conscious. Um, you are ascending, essentially. So, But you're in a relationship with someone who maybe isn't doing that work has no interest in doing that work how do you navigate that it's tough mm. i have to be honest it's not easy and and a lot of my clients they come to me being in that situation they they like however way you might define it like they've grown apart or just you know they live in separate worlds it's tough and 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 I always try to think of the best solution other than separation. And I'm thinking either one is going to have to, look, if you're growing, you need to stop growing then or grow, grow low instead of growing high. You, you know what I mean? Because that's the only solution. Uh, 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 I remember a lady, I think that was smart, the answer she yeah. gave me. There's a lady who said to me that, uh, you know what? I will, I, I don't want, I'm not ready to come. How did she put it? She said, I, I can't, I don't want to come to your coaching. I said, why? And she said, because I know that you're going to stretch my appetite so much that I'm going to leave the level that I'm at with my partner right now. And I'm going to be at a higher level. And I can't afford, like right now, I, I, it's better that I don't, I'm okay with my ignorance because at least it puts me on the same wavelength with my current partner. Yes, I get that. That's like staying in a comfort zone, but probably being quite unhappy, but staying in the comfort zone. Yeah. So so how, how do you resolve it? I mean, really, I mean, there's, there's I think she was smart. She, I, I have to give it to her. I think she was smart because she knows yeah. how the inner work will make you stretch. And then it will stretch your thinking. It will stretch your like your appetite, everything. So if you want to be safe, don't grow. Yeah. And if you have already outgrown your man, then you know at least encourage him. Encourage him to 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 grow and and hope that he's he's a growing type of man. You know, mm. um, it's not really about being on the same growth level because we can't always be on the same level of growth, but it's, it's about being on the same wavelength, um, you know, vibrating at the same wavelength. And, and by that, I mean, he has to be willing to, to be stretched and he has to be willing to learn new things. And if you have a man who's willing to, to learn new things, don't give up on him, if, even if he doesn't know much. Uh, the fact that he has an appetite and for growth and he wants to learn and he wants to grow, that's a, that's a great guy. So I wouldn't stress if I was a woman who, who is in a relationship with a guy who's, 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 who doesn't know much, you know, as long as he says, teach me, I want to know, I want to learn. And that's, that's, that's good. But if you, if you're in a relationship with a guy who just says, look, this is, this is who I am. And like, I'm not going to go grow and why, what for then, then, then that's a big, that's a big challenge. And um, I actually have a woman who, who that I'm coaching now and she's in that situation. It's tough. It's really tough because she doesn't know, should I leave? She doesn't know if she should leave or she should still continue to stay in that relationship. And she's, she's just saying, you know, what should I do? 
you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 it's a tough thing because um, you know part of my job I'm I, I'm not here to tell you what to do, I'm just here to just make you awake awaken to your true sensual feminine self mm. and there's a there's a price when we talk about yeah. a price to pay you know that's the price yeah you know, because you're gonna have to decide you know am i gonna sacrifice this relationship for the sake of my growth or am i gonna stagnate my growth for the sake of this relationship it's your choice not mine yeah, yeah. wow Wow, wow, wow. Right, okay. Oh my God, that's a great, I think to end there is, is that's really powerful. So Lebo, can you just please remind everyone how they can contact you? Oh yeah, um, I think uh, the easiest way to contact me is to email me, okay? Yeah. My email address is lebogrand at live.co.za grand at live.co.za and otherwise um i'm on instagram level underscore grand and um you know if you want to learn more about me you can go to levelgrand.com um i'm also on facebook though yeah. i'm not as active then yeah you, you can just check uh google level grand on facebook i'm sure you'll find me yeah amazing it's been intense it's been full-on but it's been brilliant it's been brilliant yeah I I really enjoyed it as well one thing I'm grateful about for people like you and having conversations with people with with women like you is because um and this is a secret I was not going to tell you this but I'm going to tell you now (laughs) It's, it's, it's that you bring me you bring me you bring me from my from the depth of where, where, wherever I'm at to place where I can be able to to make sense to people because I don't think that I make by myself I make much sense to normal people but it helps when I have someone who understands uh yeah, yeah. no I, I think it's amazing <laughs> and I think there's so much value um and it's life-changing stuff it's life-changing stuff so absolutely brilliant it's a joy it's a pleasure it's a pleasure. Yeah. So thank and you. I appreciate the time and the opportunity and inviting me again. Let's do this again sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate and review. And to keep up to date with all of our latest news, follow our page, The Trailblazers Journey on Instagram. Until next time.